Blog Talk Radio.
either And I'll be better off without you And no time I'll be forgetting all about you You're saying that you know But I really, really doubt you Understand my life is easy when I ain't around you Iggy, Iggy, too biggie to be his present I'm thinking I love the thought of you more than I love your presence And the best thing now is probably for you to exit I let you go, let you back I finally learned my lesson No half-stepping either you wanted or you just playing I'm listening to you knowing I can't believe what you're saying It's a million you, baby boy, so don't be dumb I got 99 problems, but you won't be one Like what? Good evening, good evening. This is your host, Ebony Archer, and welcome to another episode of the Leaf Radio Corner Radio Show. I once again want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in. Um, You have definitely made this show what it is. We've been airing for the last two years, and you guys have been supporting us and always have good feedback and always sharing our links. And, you know, it's definitely, definitely a good feeling knowing that you have supporters and listeners that support um, your show. So I thank you so much for you guys tuning in each and every show. We definitely appreciate it. I just have a couple announcements. Um, make sure that you follow me, first of all, on Twitter at EbonyArcher2. Make sure you like me on Facebook at facebook.com slash EbonyArcher2. And you know, visit my website at www.ebony-archer.com. We have a lot of things coming up, a lot of major projects coming up. So we definitely want you to be a part of that. Also, make sure that you support our youth radio show and TV show, You Speak Out. Like them on Facebook at facebook.com slash You Speak Out TV show. Follow them on Twitter at You Speak Out and also on Instagram at You Speak Out as well. Uh, we'll be looking for guests for our new season of our TV show, You Speak Out, and also our radio show as well. So if you want to be a guest on our TV show and on our radio show, make sure you email our business manager at Alicia Mathias at inspiredbypurpose.net. Again, that's Alicia Mathias at inspiredbypurpose.net. If you want to be a guest on the TV show and radio show, we're definitely excited for this season. We have a lot of um, guests that I think you'd be surprised they'll be on our new season. And so we're just definitely excited about everything that's going on. We're definitely excited about um, our youth tour that's launching this summer in Chicago starting on June 19th. We're hitting every major city um, just to empower and inspire our youth. And of course, if you've been following us for a while, you know that the tour is called the Gotta Believe Me Empowerment Tour. It's based off the song Gotta Believe In Me. And basically, we are empowering, inspiring, and encouraging youth in the fields of entrepreneurship, leadership, media entertainment, and also self-development. We definitely want the youth to know that when they do not have nobody else around them, to empower and motivate them, we are going to teach them how to motivate and empower themselves. So this is just a movement that has been spreading, um, a movement that I believe that you want to be a part of. 
um, the youth are lost. They definitely need some type of positive platform. So this tour is definitely going to be a platform for the youth. So if you want to be involved, make sure you go to my website, www.ebony-archer.com. You can find information on there. Or you can also email us at Elysia Matis to learn more information as well. Uh, we're going to take another quick music break. But after this music break, we have a special guest with us this evening. We have Hollywood actor Dennis White joining us this evening. So you definitely do not want to miss this interview. Once again, I'm Ebony Auction, and you're tuning into the Believe Corner Radio Show. Don't go anywhere.
And that was Miss Michelle Williams herself with her song, Say Yes. And right now, you're tuning into the Believe Corner Radio Show. And once again, I'm your host, Ebony Archer. We have a very special guest with us on the line right now. He goes by the name Dennis White. Just to give you a little bit background about who he is, Dennis White, he's a Hollywood actor. Um, his American stage and screen actor, noted for portraying Damien D. Rock Butler in Notorious B.I.G. biopic, Notorious. He was born and raised in Southern California to a musician mother and military father. Dennis was exposed to many different cultures and ideas. His family relocated to North Carolina as he developed a love for music and acting. He was offered several scholarships to play basketball, but he decided to take on an academic scholarship um, in North Carolina. In 2001, um, he went under the name of Dennis Deminis, put out his Billboard-charted album, The World, Wonderful World of Dennis. In 2003, he became the first African-American to host the Fuse, at Fuse Television. He began to host several TV shows like The Weekend Vibe, HBO Five Rounds, and so much more. Um, in 2013, he decided to start a foundation called MORPH, which is M-O-R-P-H, M-O-R-P-H, to help rid racial profiling. So he's definitely, definitely on a move. He's definitely, definitely somebody that I think you the listeners would love to listen to. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to bring him on the line right now. Dennis, are you on the line? I am. How are Hello? you? Thank you so much. Hello, can you hear me? I'm, thank you so much for having me. How you doing? No problem. How you doing? Thank you so much for taking the time out to be with us this evening. We definitely appreciate it. I'm doing great. It's an honor. No problem, I'm sorry. No I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I'm sorry. I, we gave you so much to read about me. I'm sorry. Oh, no, well, that's a good thing. That means if you didn't give me too much to read about you, that's a bad thing. But it's a good thing. You've done so much. Um, and, man, I just want to commend you, especially in Hollywood, to be able to, you know, to sustain work in Hollywood. That's, uh, you know, uh, I commend you for that even more. And I just wanted to let you know why acting? What really made you want to go? I know you always had a love for it. But why did you decide to go into acting? You know what? I always, you know, my mom was into music, and I would always, when I was growing up, do plays and do uh, poetry. So it was kind of like the natural progression. Um, you know, I went to, had a couple baseball scholarships, but I just, I felt like, you know, if I have an academic scholarship, no matter what happens, I have that to always fall back on. And it's something that, you know, you know, the music was there, but I just think the acting just kind of took over, and I felt like I was a, more of a natural with that. So I kind of stuck with that. And, um, I mean, it's very challenging, but, you know, I've been blessed to have some good success. Yeah, I mean, you play Notorious B.I.G., which is you know, most known for is B-Rock, right? And so what was your, even before that role, what was your, I, I guess, big break? You know, what was that role that really broke you into into Hollywood? Uh, I think it was uh, my character on The Brave One, the movie The Brave One with Jodie Foster. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was pretty much my introduction. You know, I did other stuff before that, um, guest stars and, like, Law and & Order and stuff like that, and the hosting. Fuse was really a good look for me as far as, like, you know, being recognized with through uh, entertainers. But as far as, like, Hollywood, um, it was a brave one. 
because it was such a, a great movie and, you know, um, to be able to work with Jodie Foster, um, you know, one of the best actresses that ever lived, uh, was a very, was a great feather in my cap. So that kind of like opened up a lot of doors. Was it, you know, because I know we have a lot of people listening in, actors and singers, was it hard you know, because I think sometimes people think, oh, I'm going to go to California. I'm about to make it. I'm about to hit it off. You know, was it like that? Was it you had to work hard? <laughs> you know, so people had the notation, you know, you go to California. I mean, we get that all the all time. time. Yeah. Everybody thinks they can just go move to L.A. or move to New York and become a star. But it's not, you know, Robert De Niro says it takes 10 years to make it in the industry. So there's really no so much, no such thing as overnight success. And for me, um, right. I didn't move directly to New York, I moved to D.C. first, and that kind of really helped me out because I could still go to New York and get a little acclimated, and then, but in D.C. I could do a lot of work. Like, I did a lot of plays in D.C. on Howard University's campus, and, you know, I played Tupac Shakur. I played a lot of different things. I I had a lot of foundation to build up um, my repertoire in in a major city, so when I got to New York, I wasn't like a fish out of water. So I, I think people, um, I tell my students all the time, um, let your talent make you move. If you ain't banging hard in your own little town, if don't nobody know you for being an actor <laughs> or a singer in your small city, then how are you going to be big in a major city? Right. I like that. It makes sense. And um, you was talking about how to build up in your own city, and I just noticed that, you said growing up, you was exposed to different cultures and ideas. Do you think that really helped you in your career now that you were exposed to so many different things? I mean, being a military brat, you know, growing up, I didn't really appreciate it because, you know, it was always moving and I had to make friends fast and I had to intertwine with people of all different race, creed, color, you know, ideas and everything. But I feel like that was that's one of the uh, foundations that helped me as an actor because I can relate to a lot of different people and and understand different people's point of views. I like that. I think, you know, as an actor, you have to transform so much, you know, get into the character. And, you know, uh, I I command you, I couldn't be an actress or, you know, playing movies. I don't think I can remember the line. And, you know, you just have to really get into the character. I can teach you, though. I can show you. I can teach you You can show me? (laughs) Yeah. man. I mean, I can I commend you because I don't know if I can remember the lines, you know, remember the script. But I just think that you know it just takes a certain person to really portray that character on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got started, was it anybody to mentor you, or was it like an actor that you looked up to on uh, while you was building your career? Um, not personally. I mean, there's a lot of actors that I watch. You know, Lawrence Fishburne, I watch him a lot. Um, Wesley Snipes, I watched him a lot. Um, there's a lot of actors that I that I studied and uh, really appreciated. Um, but I didn't have any big time actor that took me underneath their wings. Most of the things I learned it was from trial and error, you know. Uh, so just me, you know, working and grinding and 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 being in all facets of of entertainment. Like I. I've been a day player. I've been a background actor. I've been a stand-in. I've been a stunt double, stunt double for Fifty Cent. 
in um in the movie. Um I've done PA work. I mean I've I've done a lot of different facets of the entertainment field. So my knowledge that I gain is from trial and error and from learning on the job. And that's what I try and teach my actors so they don't have to go through what I went through. Right. Right. And I mean, of course your hard work paid off. You know, you it's a role. G Rock G Rock in uh notorious VIG the biopic. You know, how how did that uh, come about? You know, how did man, you how, mm-hmm. it was crazy because that's when MySpace was popping. So <laughs> I was going back and forth with one of the casting directors on MySpace and just you know, I didn't stalk her. I wasn't a pest, but you know, I let her know I was definitely interested in reading for a role. So I happened to run into her and the lead casting director at a at an acting class just randomly and you know, we had a conversation, it was a very heated conversation, but I, I pleaded my case and they brought me in and you know, it was the type of situation where you only got one shot. You know, there's no right. second chance. So I had to go in there and, and, and kill the audition and I did. Obviously, you know, even with the the callbacks, I tried to stay consistent and just have favor, you know, and do my best and, and it worked out. You know, I I did that you know, without my agent submitting me. And people always talking about they need an agent, but I booked that without an agent. Actually, the agent that I had at the time called me a week after I booked the role and was told me she was trying to get me a, a audition to play Puffy. <laughs> I was like, are you crazy? I don't look like Puff. I'm not going right. to play Puff. Like, So subsequently, you know, I fired that agent, but. Yeah, so you I know, would too. Just, it was a little bit too late, was, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, for real, it's crazy. Called you after you got the job. <laughs> I don't think that how <laughs> that's how it worked, but but you know what? That was definitely. Um, I think you did a great job in that movie. Um, and again, that movie got great feedback. And so yeah. when you audition, was you? Is it what like they say? You know, you have to go through like fifteen different auditions and different screenings. Was it like that for this particular role? For the Biggie movie? I went through, I think, I went through six auditions, I think. Um, you know, the initial audition and the callback and then the chemistry read when you read with someone else. Um, then I had to read with the guy who was playing Biggie. Um, and then, you know, they brought me back again, you know, to meet the producers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was about five, five or six callbacks, you know. But, you know. The more the more times they want to see me, the best. So you know, every time I had a callback, I'm like, great. You know, um, I was like, man, give me the role already. But you know, I understand it. it's a process. And, <laughs> you know, when you're doing a movie, a studio film, there's a lot of money involved. So okay. you're an investment as an actor. So they're investing in you. So you know, when you make any investment, they got to make sure it's, it's it's worth it. So I understand the process. So you know, I was just glad that they they paid me and they gave me my money and my name was on that check i know that's right <laughs> i know that's mm-hmm. right and you know if you, if you are an aspiring actor or actress listening now um just based off what dennis is saying it's a lot of hard work and for all you just think you're going to go to california or you can go into an audition bam that's it it's not and i just think especially young people you know a lot of young people wants to go into entertainment music but they're just so blinded to the truth, you know, they see the the glory and the fame now on TV, but they just don't know, like the hard work um, that goes into it. Do you think a lot of people are like um, have some misconception of that? You know, the hard well, work you know, that's actually 
to be successful. Of course, you know, especially with all the reality shows are coming out, people think that, you know, <laughs> if they got, you know, fake breasts or they got a butt implant or, you know, they're kind of cute or whatever, or they, they're prone to fight, that they could be on TV because, you know, I think the standard on television has been very weakened by, you know, the, the mm-hmm. amount of reality shows out there. But once they get into it, they'll see that it's hard work, you know, because it's, it's relentless. It's like what, the you know, the big question we ask is what have you done for me lately? So mm. you can be working on a film and they be like, so what's next? So it's always what's next. It's never, they're never satisfied with your current situation. So, you know, it's a constant hustle. Uh, Chris Rock said that once he finishes the movie, he's unemployed again. You know, so that really messes with your psyche, you know. So you definitely have to have a strong will and a strong desire and dedication. Do you think because of reality shows, do you think it's going to take, I guess, actors and actresses out of business? Because it's, every time I look up a reality show, this person got a reality show, this person got a reality show, but it's not a lot of, I feel like, quality, you know, shows on, like the Cosby's back then or quality sitcoms. Do you think it's actually going to put actresses and actors out of business if they keep on with this reality show. Um, well, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think it's going to put us out of business. I think it's going to lessen mm-hmm. some of our, our slots. Um, it just makes us have to be more creative with how we right. present ourselves. I mean, you think about Hollywood divas, you know, all of them are actresses um, right. that started off acting, except Lisa Wu, but all of them were actresses that did a reality show to help their brand and to produce a scripted show. So you just got to be more creative of how you do things because, you know, society now, we want to, we want things now. We want to, we, we right. think we want the real, we want drama, we want all the intensity. So um, it's just changing the spectrum of the game. You know, I'm not a big advocate of reality shows, you know, unless they're done right. And if they're done right, I love it. You know, I always say I don't believe in ratchet. I just don't do <laughs> ratchet shows. I think you have reality, but they don't have to be ratchet and, you know, and things like that. So I, I believe if, if it's quality, I support it. If it's ratchet, I don't, you know. And um, I just think that, you know, to me, I just feel like music entertainment is a, a platform where you can actually touch people's lives and, you know, you can send out messages out there. And um, I just believe nowadays it's not, I just feel like, it's so many negative influences on the youth. Do you believe that? Do you believe uh, that entertainment music is like a negative influence on the youth now because they do what they see? Nah, I don't. You know why I don't? Because as a parent, it's your job to make sure your kid listens or watches things that are edifying. So, you know, if an artist, a rapper can influence your kid better than you can, then you need to check your parenting skills. So I can't blame a rapper for for what he says that influenced my kid because if I don't have enough, if I haven't instilled enough discipline and and uh, positive knowledge in my in my child, then it's my fault. Hmm. I like that. So, you know, Charles yeah. Barkley said we ain't. They're not role models. These athletes and these rappers and R&B artists and rock artists, they're not role models. You know, they can they, they can aspire to be, but they're just people right. who have a dream that follow their dreams. 
So if they hmm. do they do drugs or they do whatever they whatever they want to do, if you let your child you know influence and 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 be a part of what they do, that's your fault. That artist didn't call your kid and be like, yo, come here, yo, come smoke some crack with me. <laughs> the artist <laughs> didn't do that. So, you know, we always like to pass the buck and blame right. everyone else. You know, you got to raise your own kids. Man, that's true. Uh, it, it, that's true, too. You know, a lot of parents have to step up and actually kind of train their kids. You know, it's a biblical scripture. You train the kids the way he should go, they should go. They grow old and move yeah. apart from what you talk about. So I definitely need that. De- definitely do. And so if you tune in now, we're going to take a quick music break. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk more with Dennis about his favorite acting role, um, his upcoming project, and his acting workshop um, that he gives aspiring actors. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. And remember, you are tuning in to the Belief Corner Radio Show. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to, oh, let it go, can't let this thing hold up, get away from you, feel free right now.
And that was Miss Mary J. Bly herself with her song, Just Fine. And if you're just not sitting in to the Bluey Corner Radio Show, we have special guests with us, Hollywood actor Dennis White. Um, you know, Dennis, we was talking about acting and your, some of the different things that you've done. And I see you've been in a lot of stuff. I was trying to list it, list them out, and I was messing up. <laughs> so I was <laughs> – um, but, you know, I just want to know, out of everything you've done, what are the top three roles that really just stuck with you? Oh, man. Um, of course, you know, D-Rock Notorious. Um, that's because I feel like that project is, is it's a classic, you know, and it, it reached so many people and so many people really, you know, I get a lot of dudes that's, uh, that's been locked up that come up to me and just tell me how much I influenced them and how that role really, role really helped them. Um, I think Mr. Ray on Parenthood, because uh, that was fun. You know, I was a real, you know, the oh, people yeah. at NBC were so cool, and I really enjoyed playing that role. Um, my third one, uh, probably um, had a movie that came out called Diamond Rough recently, um, and I played, like, a reverend, like a community leader. Uh, it was me, Fredo Starr. And uh, Snoop Pearson from The Wire um, and Michael Collier. So you know that was a that was a, a great role because it was you know a positive figure and and you know had a lot of dialogue. It was cool. It was cool. It had a great message. So like, when you do these life. different roles, yeah, because I think you did Broadway too. You did die. You you played a cancer stricken comedian in uh, the yeah, Broadway die play Die Laughing. Wow, that seems different. That seems like a different. That was one of yeah. That was probably one of my hardest roles because it was a one man show. So I was on stage for like ninety percent of the whole play by myself. So that mess was it was hard. It was really very 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 challenging. Mm -hmm. But um, it was definitely a milestone in my my acting career. I I I could see ninety percent on stage by yourself doing acting. I commend you and clap. Like I tell you, I couldn't do it. I promise you, don't see how y'all can. I, I couldn't do it. And I guess this is the reason why you started your acting workshops, right? Uh, you do yeah. acting workshops and seminars to inspire actors across the country. Tell me what really got you started doing that. Why did you want to do it? Well, I was just getting so many calls from people that were asking for advice, and I'd be on the phone with them for hours just telling them what to do and uh, and it just got a lot. I'm like, well, there's a lot of these actors out here who don't no. So I'm like, well, let me share some of my knowledge. And so I created Act Like You Know. And um, it's been successful. You know, I, I, I last week I, I had a workshop in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I spoke at Westover Senior High School, and I spoke at St. Paul University. Um, and so I have a workshop actually coming in, in um, Sherman Oaks in L.A., uh, California, in March. And all over, you know, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. And to really see my, my students blossom and, you know, work, you know, uh, uh, students call me like, yo, you know, because of you, I got my SAG card. Or, or, you know, I booked my first movie using what you, the techniques that you taught me. And, you know, I have a lot of one-on-one -on -one students that I teach virtually. And so they're they're being successful. So it's, it's a part of giving back. Um, but then also giving those that, one opportunity, an opportunity to learn and not have to go through all the drama that I went through. 
Right. Right. And I just think, you know, I commend you because not a lot of celebrities or when you, when people make it to Hollywood, they think they made it and they kind of forget where they come from or they don't feel like they have to give back. So I definitely commend you on giving back and actually giving back knowledge to others so that they wouldn't have to go through some of the challenges that you went through. So I commend you for that. But, you know, um, I, for not, me, when I come home, when I come to North Carolina and come to Fayetteville, you know, my boys, they don't treat me not, no no special. Like, I'm just the same D. White. I come to my mom's crib. I got to take out the trash the same like anybody else. <laughs> you know, my boys crack on me, crack jokes. So, you know, it keeps me humble. And I know that, you know, whatever I do is not for accolades it's because I love to do it. I love to do it. Well, I like that. I like humble people. I love humble, successful people because those are people that always win. I always say that you win by being humble and being consistent and determined. I always say that. And um, mm-hmm. I know you got other things coming up. Do you have any other projects coming up, movies or things that you want people to, you know, kind of know about? Yeah, I'm starring in, starring in my first movie. Um, it's called Vault. I'm shooting it. Uh, the beginning of of April um, in L.A. Um, I'm I'm about to start a be on tour of a youth empowerment tour where we're going around different cities, major cities, and talking to kids about you know living up to their dreams and their expectations. And of course, you know my acting workshops. You know uh, you can go to atlikeyouknow.org and see if we're in a city near you. We're going to be in Sacramento. We're going to be in Phoenix. Um, coming back to uh, Portland, not Portland, um, Hartford, Connecticut, and like I said, L.A. So, you know, I, I got a lot of workshops coming up. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. Also, the show, I the spinoff from Hollywood Divas, um, The White Sisters, um, they got picked up. So we're going to be shooting that, episodes of that soon. So check out for okay. that. Check that out. I play uh, Countess Bond's husband in that. So it should be fun. I mean, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> when I grow up, because uh, you just you rocking it out. And um, of course, the you tour that you're talking about is actually mine. It's the God Believing Empowerment Tour. You be actually uh-huh. um with me, yeah, doing the different cities. Um, this summer we're actually going to different cities and we're empowering you. And one of our um areas is media entertainment. So we're definitely gonna be excited to have you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kill like the game. We're gonna kill the game, man. Oh, yeah. we're gonna, I'm so excited about it because you know a lot of the cities that we're gonna be in, you know, I either lived or I've been there before. So um, just to be able to talk to these kids, you know, how crazy it is in Chicago to be there and, and really empower the kids in Chicago, Atlanta, D.C., Brooklyn, yeah. Miami, you know, just these cities that you know, kids that they need hope and to be able to have someone that's you know, they they see and can look up to, but that are tangible is a, is a great thing. Yeah. So I I just appreciate like, uh, you guys, you know, let yeah. me be part of this, this great thing. Well, I think you got busy schedule, so we thank you for even, you know, considering to hop on it and blessing it, you know, with your, you know, knowledge and you know, the gifts that you have to share with the youth. You know, I'm I live in Chicago, so I see youth every day is going through it. You know, they have these dreams, yeah. they just don't have that encouragement. So this is why I started mm-hmm. it. So to have somebody which, like you successful and still doing it and giving back, I think it will encourage and empower them even more. We definitely thank you uh, for being part of this movement because I just think that it's gonna 
it's gonna pack some lives. So we're excited about it. Um, and now speaking about the youth and foundation, do, I know that you start a foundation. It's called um, um, the More. Am I saying it right? The movement Morph, opposing yeah. racial profiling and harassment. Um, yeah. Um, in 2013, I was harassed in, in South Beach. Uh, well, not South Beach. I'm sorry, in South Carolina by some uh, police officers, and it made national news. And you know, um, so I felt like it was a disconnect from the younger generation, and the, and you know, the end, like the NAACP was our parents' organization before. The youth, they don't have any situation. They don't have an organization for them that they could talk to. So I decided to, to you know, create one. And, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. You know, um, we have some big things coming up. But it's just really trying to give the young people uh, an avenue that they can reach out to and, and know what to do when they're being stopped by the police and being harassed. So we won't have the the you know Trayvon Martins and and the Eric Garners and situations right. like that happen over and over again. Right, right, and I think that's you know because you know it's a lot of with the Trayvon Martin situation, even with the Mike Brown situation. I just think that having foundations and organizations like yours would definitely be you know key in access to those situations when they arise. But we're trying to prevent them. You know, we're trying mm -hmm. to prevent them before they even occur. So I definitely yeah. any way we can help out with that. We definitely, I always support, like I said, positive people, positive movements, positive things. So any way that we can help them out, definitely, you know, let us know. Because, you know, it's all about supporting, and, you know, helping others that's trying to make a difference. So I definitely love that. Um, and before you go, um, I always have, you know, our guests do a word of encouragement. And uh, I know it's a lot of youth listening on. For that young person that wants to go into the industry or if that young person just want to follow their dream, what would be your word of encouragement to them? Any young person that wants to go to the music or entertainment industry, will be a word of advice or encouragement to them? Um, I would say, like, I, I have a, something I call the, the three Ps. You follow the three Ps. Prayer, pray for what you want. Perseverance, you know, go, you know, stick it, stick through it. And persistence to keep fighting. You know, you're going to have situations going to be rough and tough. But if, if you're if you weather the storm and you keep fighting, you'll get what you want. I like that. I like that. So definitely, I always say determination leads you to your destination. You know, you keep being determined and you keep you know rocking it out and keep going. You'll definitely get to where you want to be. So I definitely agree with you. And so, you know, Dennis, I mean, it's just been an honor, you know, a pleasure. I promise. This I think is our highest ranking show. People on my staff, they they fans of yours. They say I'm calling in on time. I'm like, oh, so they call it, you know, on time the other times. So well, that's okay. But you know, just, <laughs> but that's all right as long as they call it in, right? But this has been our highest ranking show so far this year. So we thank you for blessing it and just taking the time out. We know you're a busy person, but I definitely thank you um, for stopping in, calling in, you know, chit chatting with us. Um, if anybody want to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, or how can they um connect with you? you Man, I'm Facebook. easy to find. It's just at Dennis L. A. White. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Dennis L. A. White. And I'm, I pop up. Okay, cool. So, yeah, and, definitely. You know, if you're interested in, in taking some acting classes, oh, you know, yeah. you can go to atlikeyouknow.org, too, and connect with me. 
actlikeyouknow.org. So definitely, um, yeah, I, I believe active workshop seminars. So any parents that's listening right now, any students, any young person, any inspired actor, definitely check us that website, www.actlikeyouknow.com. I might have to call you up, hit you up with some acting workshops. Dot org. Sorry, www.actlikeyouknow.org. Yeah, I might have to look that up and sign up myself. <laughs> so on, I, can, I got you. I can workshop or two, but <laughs> most definitely. But <laughs> but we definitely, definitely, once again, I thank you for calling in, taking the time out to talk with us. We're definitely excited about you joining us for the Youth Empowerment Tour. And, you know, we definitely, um, I wish you well and wish you success and, and believe that everything that you're going to do is going to be blessed. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'll see you guys on the 19th of April. Yep. Yep, yep. We definitely see you then, too. So, yeah, my step aside already. See, they tuning in. They all excited. Yeah, I'm busting y'all out <laughs> on air. But it's okay. So, we, be- <laughs> we definitely, um, yeah, we see you on April. And just thank you once again for being the guest of the show. No doubt. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right. No problem. Peace. And that, everyone, was Mr. Dennis White. He is a Hollywood actor. Uh, the stake in here once again for Now, we thank you, the listeners. I mean, this is, we got 1,200 listeners on the line. Um, so we definitely, I mean, this has been our highest-ranking show. So I don't know, like, the words to express to each and every one of you. We're definitely just making, you know, the Bleak Corner, just why it's so ready. And I'm just so excited about the things coming. As you can see, as you can hear, it's this God Believe in Me movement is just coming, you know, nationwide and spreading. And so you definitely want to join this movement. Once again, please, if you want to learn more about how to join the God Believe in Me Empowerment Tour, the movement, or anything else that we got going on, please go to my website at www.ebony-archer.com. Again, it's www.ebony-archer.com. Or you know, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Ebony Archer Two. You know, hit me up on my Facebook page, Facebook.com, Ebony Archer Two. Email our business manager at Alicia Matthias at InspiredByPurpose.net. It's just so many ways that you can help out. If you want to be a sponsor, you want to perform, you want to donate, you want to volunteer, whatever. Just please, let's take the time out. Let's come together. Let's save our youth. Let's empower our youth because the youth is our future. And so once again, I thank you for tuning in, guys. We definitely have some special guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Make sure you tune in next Monday to see who our guest is on then. And please make sure you always follow us on social media to make sure who is the next guest and what we got going on. Until then, you just tune in to the Believe Corner Radio Show. I'm your host, Emmy Archer. And remember, you got to believe in yourself to make anything possible.
Wait. 